0: I am excited to be here. I'm excited to kick off a new year. Next ten, this is—we've been at this for ten years. Happy birthday, Decided Church. We are a decade old, and uh, man, can you believe it's been ten years, babe? I think she's in the back there. I can't see her, but I heard her voice. Ten years—I can't believe how fast it's flown by. Um, what god began on a starbucks napkin in 2011 he'll bring to completion but but don't look now cuz this isn't it this is not the completion 2022 Is not the end, so we're just getting started. So welcome to the ride. If you're new here or you're joining up, it's going to be exciting. Our theme verse is Matthew 28, 6 and 7. We're just going to go ahead and start the year off with Easter, and we're going to celebrate Easter all year. Sound good? This is what it says. This is where the story comes from. This is the only news we're sharing. It says, but he is not here He's risen from death as he said he would. Come and see the place where his body was and go quickly and tell his followers, Jesus has risen from death, Matthew 28, 6 and 7. That's going to be our thing. That's going to be our verse. You're going to hear that over and over and over again. Come and see, go and tell. And I hope that you were able to enjoy that, this same big stained glass picture, vinyl fat head thing on the wall with the halogens, the neons. So y'all make sure to take pictures of that, post it everywhere. We want everybody get to just get sick of seeing that stained glass lion picture everywhere. We're going to plaster the town with it. So I hope that you like it. We'll make stickers and t-shirts and all kinds of stuff. But I want to talk quickly about this theme verse, come and see, go and tell. Actually, I have a lot to talk about and very little time to do so. So you guys hang on. Vision Sundays are always so hard because there's so much to say. All right, come and see, go and tell. I want to take those two phrases and talk about them really quick from Matthew 28, because this is, this is why we're here. This is the story. Come and see. And I asked three questions: how, what, and why? How do we get to come and see? Because he's invited us into the story. Never forget that. We're invited to the story. We're invited to come see an empty tomb. We're invited. His, His mercy and his grace that we don't deserve that invites us to come and be a part of this anyway. Come and see. And then what is it that we're seeing? It is that empty tomb. It's the evidence. It's a transformed heart. It's how you fit into the kingdom. What is it that, what is that role that you play? What is it that you've been delivered from? What is it that he brought you out of that's now empty in your heart? What's the story that he's telling? And then why, why, why come and see? It's for the sole purpose of going and telling, showing others what he's done, what he is doing in your life, what your identity is in the kingdom, who he made you to be, how you fit into this beautiful stained glass picture of the kingdom. It's so much more than just our lion logo and a stained glass image. It represents your story and my story and your testimony and what he's brought you through and you through over these past 10 years. And then that's how we look. That's how we shape. That's how we color. That's how we view the next 10. Come and see, go and tell same three questions. How do we do it? What do we say? Why do we say it? The how is that not all telling has to be speaking. There is speaking involved, but actions are always louder. Amen? Show people who God is by living out who you're supposed to be. And what is it? What is it that we're sharing? We're sharing the story of Jesus. We're sharing our testimony. We're sharing what he's delivered you from. You haven't forgotten, right? Take a minute in January 2nd, of 2022 to remember where he found you remember what he's brought you from man i was on a collision course to destroy myself didn't know it but i was destroying myself and then god stepped in and it's because of his empty tomb that i've also been delivered from myself and been made new into a new creation that's your story too if you have jesus that empty tomb is yours Those grave clothes that you're still holding on to, you can let them go. You don't need them anymore. What has God delivered you from? What is that empty tomb moment, the story of Jesus? Make it personal. Yes, Jesus was born of a virgin, died on a cross, raised again the third day. That's the gospel message. But how has it meant something to you personally? Share that. Why? Why do we go and tell? Really, that one takes care of itself because you can't help it. If you really understand what Jesus has done in your life, you won't be able to help but go and tell other people. You won't be able to keep your mouth shut. You won't be able to keep your testimony to yourself. You won't be able to hold that story back of what he's done in your heart, what he's doing in this church. We have a story to tell. It's not a new story. It's the story of Jesus. It's an old story actually, but it gets reframed and it gets repictured by every transformed heart. It's a new image that comes up. Same story. Same empty tomb, but it's, it's a new transformed heart. It's a new life, and we get to come see that. We get to witness that on the front lines of Decided Church. We have a whole t- history of 10 years behind us, and we get to bring that with us and keep telling that old, old story in new, new ways as God continues to redeem lives and save souls and transform hearts. That's the story I'm telling. I've come and I've seen, and now I'm going to go and I'm going to tell. That's as simple as it gets. Did anybody like that video at all? If you liked it, make sure you give Dylan some love after the service. But what we tried to do is, is create an invitation for you to come along with us and for you to feel like you've been here since day one. Even if you're a first-timer this morning, we want you to know a little bit about our story on our decade year. 2022 is our decade year. We wanted you to take a look at our history through our eyes. So that video was your invitation to come and see. And like a beautiful mosaic or a stained-glass window, he's used people throughout those 10 years. He's used places. He's used events. He's used trials. He's used the victories. He's used the losses. He's used the miracles to remind us who we are as a church and who he is in spite of our brokenness and weakness. So those memories that you saw, they give us perspective. They give us color to see what lies ahead for the next 10 years. Because remember we didn't come just for the moment. We didn't just come for 2022. We came for the whole decade. We're taking the whole decade by storm. And we haven't finished yet. We're only 2 years in and this happens to be our decade year to remind us and to bring back to our memory the front of our minds that hey, this is this is serious. We're on kingdom work. We have the best story to tell. We have the best savior. We have an empty tomb. No other religion can say that. We have a God that talks to people. No other religion can say that. We came for the decade. So how did we get here? How did we land on this theme? Well, we knew this would be our only chance to celebrate 10 years, and we wanted to honor the past, but we didn't want to have a theme solely retrospective. We didn't want to create a theme that was only looking back. We knew we needed to look forward because of all that God is calling us into. But pay our respect to the past, hence next 10, with the stained glass window with our Lion logo etched within it. The truth is, we've just spent two years downshifting. 2020 and 2021 was an intentional slowdown, right? When times get tough, what do you do? You go back to the basics. We took time to get founded. We took time to dig deep. We took time to build up. We took time to stand firm. We held the line. We hunkered down. It was a year for rediscovering who we are and what it is that we believe exactly. It was a time for resilience. It was a time for commitment. We stripped away the unnecessary. We experienced loss of key leaders. We examined motives. We talked to God, and then we emerge. We emerge. We come out on the other side now we've held the line boldly. We've held the line brilliantly. Now we go. We advance. We, it's time to shift upward and onward. We're no longer downshifting and downsizing. Now it's time to take ground. Now it's time to take some risk. Now it's time to have some fun, build a little faith. Now it's time to make some moves. There's a time to dig deep and there's a time to go get. Amen? There's staying power. Staying, by the way, is mentioned 62 times in Scripture. So there's staying power. It has worth and merit. And then there's going power. Go is mentioned 1,547 times. A time for staying power and then a time for going power. Welcome to the next 10. Let me paint this for you. I picture, in my mind, I picture a ragtag battalion of weathered soldiers who've hunkered down long enough. They've endured the onslaught of the enemy's mortars, the the, the enemy's fire, and now they get orders to move. They get orders to go. And as they go, the, the tiny villages that they march through, they gather around. They're all amazed that this overwhelmed, overmatched, undersized underdog still has that fighting spirit to keep going, to push forward, to take the offensive, and then something happens. Something shifts. These soldiers, they they look to their left, they look to their right, they look behind them, and the hills and the valleys, they're filled with volunteers they're filled with countrymen, once onlookers and, and field workers, now turned into soldiers with passion, right? With spirits, with, with weapons of, made out of whatever they could gather. And they, they join this joyful chorus and they march courageously into an unknown but a hopeful future, uncertain but faith-filled. And why should they risk their lives for this rebel cause, this dangerous mission? Because they've seen in those tired eyes of those weather soldiers, they've seen what freedom looks like. They've seen what mission and purpose behaves like. They've been drawn to participate because that's what a single life locked in onto its identity, has the power to do. The truth is 10,000 mortars could never put out the fire in the beating heart of just one man on mission. One body on purpose. One church in her identity. One believer living in that abundant life. Decided church is locked in to her identity. And that's what I'm so thankful for these past two years. Decided Church, you know who she is? She's locked into her identity. We've emerged, and we've emerged stronger, not without scars, but we've emerged stronger than ever before because of a faithful God and a few good men. Amen. So if you've joined in or you've joined up to this radical movement, welcome. We're pitching a wide tent this year. Come and see what God has done for us. He can do it for you too. And when he does, you can't help but go and tell. So next 10. What do the next 10 years look like? And this is really the meat of what I came to say today. The first thing I want you to know is that decided church is a verb. How many other church names are verbs? I challenge you to think of one. They're all nouns and no offense to them, but decided church is already set apart. We're already different. We're already marked because we're a church of action. We're a verb church. We go, we do. Somebody described us the other day. I was talking to somebody after a service. He's like, decided church is just different than the rest. You guys are like, you've got, you've got, you know. Churches that care, and and you've got churches that welcome, you've got churches that are intentional and welcoming, but decided churches like the triage unit. We've come, and and there's and there there might be blood everywhere, but we've come, and we're gonna put your hands on us, and we're gonna get it right, and we're gonna love you hard and deep, and we're gonna get you bandaged up, and we're gonna go. We're just the triage unit church. We're just that's who we are. We're a action church. We're a verb. They're all nouns. So. It's a strong verb, right? Decided. It's a word of action. It's a word of conviction. It's a word of passion. It's a word of purpose. So decided church, we're going to be innovative, right? Because we're an action church, because we go, we'll be the first ones to try something different. We'll take the leap of faith. We'll break the mold. We're going to be the ones who are innovating. While other churches may hold meetings and develop conferences and conduct surveys and studies, appoint committees and study groups, we'll have already done it. We're decided, church. So, not only are we a church of action, but we've decided to take we've decided to take strong stands. We've decided, because we're a church of conviction and purpose, that we're going to draw lines in the sand on some things. We're going to hold the word of God as the ultimate authority of both faith and practice. Not just head knowledge, but also how we walk it out. So I'm sorry if this may become uncomfortable, but at this church, we're not going to tolerate indoctrination of either critical race theory, or BLM Marxism is what it is, or evolution, or abortion at any phase, or we're not going to tolerate gender fluidity, or pseudo-social justice, you heard me. Or the ever increasing normalization of minor attracted persons, it's not gonna happen. And because we hold this word of God to be the ultimate authority of both faith and practice, not only do we draw lines and not only do we take strong stands, but we also will not bow the knee to denominational bureaucracy. It's, not, it's just not who we are. God bless you if you want to be part of the convention, but we're not going to bow the knee to conventions purse strings. We're not going to bow the knee to unnecessary IRS categories or labels. That's just not who we are. Decided church, We've we've decided to be intentional. We've decided to be on purpose. So... We're not after counting numbers just for the sake of counting numbers. And if you were here at the praise party, you saw a lot of numbers. And numbers are good because numbers represent people. But we're not just counting numbers to do that. We're not just trying to run up the imaginary church scorecard that never really gets compared by God at all. But And, and we're not just into growing membership roles. And, but we're after relationships. That's how we keep score here, relationships. We keep score here by community. We want to get to know you. We want to get to know your kids. We want to get to know their names, your job, your background, your income, your W-2, your tax returns. I'm joking. (laughs) Your credit history. That's for Kevin Lynn. Just kidding. But we are intentional decided church. That means that we've decided to be intentional. Intentional. We've just decided to love deep. We've decided to love you hard. We've decided to love you on purpose. That's just who we are. We're, we're going to be a family. We're going we're to do community well. We're going to always gather. We're going to always break bread together. We're going to always be in each other's houses and in each other's hair. Just get used to it. We are a decided church. Last but not least, that means that we've decided celebrate. We think it's a good thing to have fun in church. We think it's right to party when appropriate. We think it's healthy to not only work hard and pray hard, but to play hard. That's who we are. So we love celebrating the most is life change. A transformed heart, but we're also gonna celebrate weddings and babies and birthdays and promotions and successes and stories and testimonies. We're just gonna celebrate you. We're gonna celebrate who God made you to be, the part of the kingdom that you play, the piece of stained glass that you are in that picture. We're gonna celebrate that color. And last but not least, I think I already said that once, but we're decided church meaning that we've decided to stick to our core values. And what are they? We've decided to be radically obedient. Listen to God, do what he says. We've decided to be recklessly committed. Faith it till you make it. We've decided to be refreshingly genuine. Be real. Attract real. Somebody's tracking with me. We've decided to be remarkably Generous, receive freely, give freely. And we've decided to be relentlessly grateful, memorialize, don't demoralize. That's who we are. And that will always be more important than what we accomplish. Who we are at the end of the next 10 years is way more vital than whatever we do, whatever we accomplish, however far we go, we got to maintain our identity. We got to be true to who God says decided church is. But since we're dreaming, let's just dream a little bit, next 10 years, what do we want to be? I put this one in for Kevin. We want to be debt-free on this building. We can do that. Debt-free on a future building, we can absolutely do that. Hey, listen, I want to have 10, at least, at least 10, over 10 full-time staff, including youth pastor, worship leaders, children's directors, production manager, outreach pastor, and one of them has got to be a second-generationer. Within 10 years, I'm going to hire somebody who came in here as a teenager or a kid. We're just going to do it because we're a generation-building church. Hey, let's finish that in next 10. Let's, let's have our new building complete plus phase two. Let's go. Yeah. Can we do it, Brad? Let's go. All right. He'll take care of the HVAC. <laughs> hey, in the next 10 years, we want to have a missions team leading trips. Where are we at? Who's my mission people in the room today? Let's go. I know the Churescos are back there too. Hey, listen, let's be producing and leading our own worship songs, our own stuff, right? Serena, you back there somewhere? Let's just do our own stuff. All right. Hey, this one has to do with where we are located in our future land. Let's sponsor those soccer fields behind us. Let's get every one of their butts knowing who Decided Church is and why we love this community. Huge opportunity. Let's give someone's college tuition away can we do that? Let's give a car away. Oh wait, you guys already did that. (laughs) Let's give 10 more away. I want to buy a house for someone or better yet, I want to build a row of houses. They can be tiny homes, whatever, but just for people in need who need a place to stay, who who cannot, who are displaced. Anybody brought somebody in your home and you're like, oh, I'd rather not do this, but I think God's calling me to it. What if Decided Church had homes available for people in need? I want to hold community-wide rallies, Easter services, whatever. One of these days within the next 10 years, we're going to pack out Spirit Communications Park or Founders Park, and we're going to collab with a bunch of churches in the area and we're just going to make the name of Jesus famous. Marty, that's for you. Let's go. Hey, I want to rent out the opera house in Newberry and do Christmas Eve service, all fancy at the opera house. Speaking of Newberry, in 10 years, I want to be on our second, not our first, but our second church plant, one of them being in the Newberry prosperity area. I've always been burdened for that area. I guess that's because I'm a Newbury College alum, go Indians, Wolves, Red Ends, and now who knows what? I don't know. We've changed so many times. <laughs> hey, in the next ten years, I want to purchase the five and a half acres beside us, yeah. or the six acro- the six acres across the street at ten seventeen Bickley, and I want to let's build a summer camp for youth. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have the big blob on the pond. Let's do it. Let's have cabins. Let Decided Church be the place like, oh, you guys going to Decided Youth Camp this summer? Yeah, we are. We wouldn't miss it for the world. Let's be the summer camp church. I would love that. I don't know why, but that just sounds so cool. Listen, let's be pumping out two high-caliber productions a year. That's for me. That's my action item. I need to get back to that. High-caliber productions a year, two of them. Let's host annual leadership conferences. Wouldn't that be fun? Whether for business leaders or church people or whatever, let's host some leadership conferences. Let's get some good speakers in here. What have I left out? I don't know. Just where do you fit in that? What do you envision this church? This isn't just my church, it's your church too. So, Your piece of stained glass, wherever you fit your identity in the kingdom, what you bring to the table, where do you envision that gift? Where are you going to take that talent in the next 10 years? What do you want to see accomplished for the kingdom? Psalm 66, 5a, and then verse 16 repeats exactly what Matthew 28 says. It says, come and see what God has done. Come and hear all of you who fear God, and I will tell what he has done in my soul, for my soul. The beauty of this is that, although this list that is just wishful thinking, it's dreaming, it's the future, but none of that is our job. It's not. It's it's not our job to manufacture these 10 or 15 action items, the miracle comes from walking in our identity. And that's what I want you to take away today. You don't have to have a bunch of New Year's resolutions and and goals for yourself over this year or the next 10 years. Your only goal, your only resolution is to be who God created you to be. The rest you will walk into. The miracle comes when decided churches who God has called her to be, and we go tell our community and let God do the rest. We'll back right into it. What God has done in our life, invite them to come and see. We will walk right into an even better future than I can picture for you or dream up with you. My word for 2022 is evidence. Evidence. Why? Because I believe that this year is going to be a year full of evidence. 2022, come and see, go and tell. Just that phrase alone, come and see, go and tell, requires that there is evidence to share. There's there's an empty tomb somewhere. There's an empty tomb somewhere in this room. You guys have been holding on to that handful of grave clothes, and you don't need them because God's already delivered you from that. He's already paid the penalty for that, and you're still walking in your past identity, and you need to surrender all those names and all that baggage that Satan keeps reminding you of and keeps you chained up with and say, no, I'm going to trade that in this morning for what God calls me. This will be a year of evidence. This will be a year of fruit. This will be a year of movement. Buckle up. This will be a year of progress. This will be a year of action. This will be a year of visibility. So you got to know who you are. You got to know who you are. You got to know the role you play in the kingdom. If not, find that out first. Ask God, who do you call me? Who am I in your eyes? What role, what gifting, what talent am I supposed to bring to the table? What am I passionate about? What is that dream that keeps coming up into my head no matter how impossible it seems? I can't shake it. Maybe there's something to that. This year, we will not be praying for miracles. We'll be standing in them. Let's pray. With every head bowed and every eye closed, my question is twofold. It's very simple. Who has God called you to be? We need you. What has he written on your heart? What's the impossible dream that you can't shake? Hold on to it. That might just be the name God's been calling you. He's been whispering to you. That's what I need. We have future pastors in this room of the new campus of Decided Church. They're in here. We have future worship leaders, youth directors, missions teams, Anything, everything you can imagine, the giftings and the passions that God has etched in your heart ever since you were maybe even a little boy or girl. That is who God has called you to be. Don't lose that. Don't give up on it. Don't surrender it to the enemy. Trade in your grave clothes this morning for the name he calls you. There's empty tomb, and it's not just at Calvary. That empty tomb is still here and still present today. What has He raised up in you? What has He brought to life in you? What has He put to death in your past and redeemed you for in the future? Number one question what has God called you to be? Number two, what are you doing with those grave clothes? You're free, you're alive don't believe the whispers of the enemy. Today's the day where you trade that in for who he calls you, what he calls you, the name he's given you. Every head bowed and every eye closed, this decision time. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit's been working on your heart and I know there's a lot of excitement built up for this year and I know that we have new land and we're gonna build a building and there's gonna be a lot of action and there's going to be, it's gonna be fast and furious, I know. But if you don't know who you are, you're gonna miss it. If you don't know the role that you play, it's not gonna be the same. So if that's you, you're saying, Jesus I'm I'm on a mission to find out my identity. I'm on a mission to find my purpose. I'm on a mission to rediscover, maybe uncover, what that is that you've pressed upon my heart that I've been pushing away. Maybe that's what's in the old tomb, and you're holding on to the grave clothes, and you need to pull an old switcheroo and get that out and put those grave clothes back where they belong. Anybody like that at all, just slip up your hand. I'll pray for you. I need to figure out who God has called me to be in this moment for now. Amen, I see you. see that hand. I see that hand over there, amen. Secondly, maybe you came in today and you've just been believing the lies of the enemy over and over again. He gets you down so quick. And it's already the second day of the year and you've messed up maybe you've fallen, maybe you've sinned, and you're like, gosh, am I, really, am I really back to this? I'll never change. I'm never going to get over this. I'm never going to break this sin cycle. I'm never going to put this in my past. It's just got me. It's got me in a chokehold. No, that's the enemy. If you're found in Jesus, you already have that resurrection power. And those grave clothes don't belong to you anymore. And you need to trade in that false identity for who God calls you. Let me see the hands. This is going to be the year where I break those addictions. Amen. I see that hand in those cycles and those false narratives. I see that hand back there. Amen. I'm going to break this stuff. I see that hand back there. Amen. And this is it. I'm going to believe. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to rejoice in. I'm going to go and tell about what he's done in my life. How do we overcome the enemy? The blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Come and see, go and tell. It's that simple. It's so simple, but it's so profound because the power is in the story. Okay, Siri, I heard you. We love you, church. Jesus, I lift up these hands that were raised of people who are on mission to find out exactly who they are and where they fit in these next 10 years. I am thankful that you've empowered them and encouraged them this morning from your word. We are thankful for an empty tomb. We are thankful for who you've called, decided church to be and where you've called us to show up on the map of history and the stands that you've called us to take and the lines that you've called us to draw in the sand and the action that you've called us to take that we're on the streets. We're busy loving. We're busy bandaging. We're busy loving hard and doing community and doing family and life. And, and we're just in love with you. And so we want to be a reflection, a pure reflection, a spotless robed in white reflection of who you are in this community. It's in your name that we pray.